When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. All right, good. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented lady, and she does everything so well. She's a multi Emmy Award winner, and her work with uh, the Rosie O'Donnell show is just absolutely fantastic. I've got to say, that I've I've given out her passbook, uh, twenty five questions for a Jewish mother to at least I, I'd say at least six different people as presents. Just gave them, and everybody uh, raves about it. Uh, she is the queen of comedic free speech. Her latest book is yes, I could say that. When they come for the comedians, we are all in trouble. And true words have never been spoken. Judy Gold, how are you? I'm great. How are you after that intro? I mean, hello. Well, hey, listen, some, somebody's got to speak up. I and, and you're right. I know, look, I know it's a funny book, but it's it, it's an important book also. But uh, but think about it. When they come for the comedians, we are all in trouble. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a serious <laughs> that's a serious statement if you think about it. Yeah, well, it's true. We are the truth tellers. We're, our only goal is to make you laugh. When you start coming after us, for really the only purpose we have when we get on stage is to make the audience laugh. Um, when you start going after our speech and not the speech that incites violence, um, we're in trouble. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. I, the truth. Listen, I am a, a fan of comedy, I, and I used to have real long hair as a kid and a goatee, and people used to say, "Oh, Manson," and you know, they they'd say things. Yeah. And I I always said, if you walk into a comedy club, and and you're offended, you, you're an idiot. You know, you gotta you go in there. Right. Yeah, and that's my first um, the first quote in the book is, if you go to a comedy club and get upset that you got offended. That's like getting on a roller coaster and getting upset that you got scared. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and why is it that no one can feel, like, uncomfortable? People take the intent of the comic out of the joke. Like, it's like, what is he trying to say or what is she trying to say? Instead, it's like, oh, I didn't like that. It's like, but you didn't, what's the person's intent? You know, it's ridiculous. Do you think that there's light at the end of the tunnel, or do you think we're going to come into the new era? Because let's face it, you know, COVID has changed so much. You know, you can only have a certain amount of yeah. people in there. I, do you do you see any light at the end of the tunnel, or do you think that we're going to be muffled for not we? You guys are going to be muffled for uh, for a couple of years here. Is it going to be slow moving? Well, everything is so cyclical. I, you know, it's, that's an interesting question. I don't, I really don't know, but it's got to stop. Um, and it, it's just taking us back um, to times where speech was censored and it got us in a lot of trouble. You know, you don't want history to repeat itself. And like, when you think of the people 
who were arrested for free speech. You know, everyone talks about Lenny Bruce. They really wanted him. They got him on the cursing, but they really wanted him on the substance of his material, you know, because he was yeah. talking about segregation and the Vietnam War and all that stuff. And it's like uh, they couldn't get him on that, so they got him on the cursing. I mean, it, it, no. It, you know, he fought for the right for us to tell the truth. And that's what we do. It's, yeah, it's not good. And stop getting offended. The joke is not about you. It's ridiculous. Oh, I can't feel. I can't feel uncomfortable. Oh my God! Please, I, I, I can't with the triggering. Yeah. Well, don't go to a comedy club if you like. If you like that, stay out right. of comedy clubs. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, so one of like if you're, it's, yeah. No, yeah. go ahead. Go. Yeah. Continue. No, I was gonna say, like, if your if your favorite singer writes a few songs and they are, you don't like them, you know. Do you say, oh, that person should never sing again? I, you know, that's it. They should never be able to perform again. No, it's you change the channel or you, you know, the station or whatever, you know, or turn it off. Listen, you're absolutely right. I, you know what I was going to say is you did so much uh, work with Rosie O'Donnell, and and I, you know people forget. You know, the, you know a lot of times people say, "Oh, the Queen of Nice" and all this, but uh, but she had some edgy, really uh, top line uh, stand up stuff. She, you know, not that she doesn't anymore, but what I'm saying is when when she really broke through. I mean, she was edgy and she was cold. She had a lot of good stuff that uh, that came through, and uh, and uh, you know I think uh, if if people uh, you know, would look and see, you know, like what she did and what you did with the show, you know, it wasn't mean. It wasn't a mean show at all, but she had, she had a real edge to her. Well, she, you know, part of her charm, the fact is that she really was excited to have all these people on her show. But yeah. yeah, she's from Long Island. There's a little bit of, you know, caustic attitude. That's what happens. New Jersey, Long Island, we're a little caustic, but you know, it's this, it's a she's warm there's a, i talk about caustic warmth in the um in the book and you just know that that's where intense comes in you if you were put off by something you see that she's a good person you know yeah it's ridiculous she's no one intended you know no one's thinking about you when they write a joke sorry yeah. I, well, listen. I, I've always loved uh, Rosie. I grew up on Long Island, and uh, and and she was someone who was fearless. Which, by the way, uh, she found a, a kindred spirit with you. And everyone used to talk about, you know, that she would get up there when she was first starting out. You know, it's not like you know she got life handed to her on a silver platter. She went up there and right. she bombed in in the beginning when she had, and she she got it everyone down. Does. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah but everyone bombs in the beginning. But that's what makes you a great comic. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But listen, I'm so thrilled always to have you. Uh, if you can, uh, you know, and again, I know a lot of people waiting to talk to you, but we got a couple minutes left with you. Uh, any real feedback from the book uh, that that's negative? In, in other words, are people saying, no, you know, you're going too far with the free speech? Are you hearing that from people or are people just kind of taking it uh, as uh, what it is? I'm sure you're getting accolades. You know, you're. I, I'm reading what people are saying about it. It's funny, yeah, if you look at the ratings on Amazon, it's like five stars, and then the only people who have given me um, like one star or, or something ridiculous like that have literally, one of them actually wrote, I learned a lot about, uh, about you know, comedy and the history of comedy, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah. and um, 
and I like the way she handled the Bill Cosby situation, but she went after Trump. And oh, so okay. I, I, and it's like those were the only people. It was like, but you got the point of the book. <laughs> like now you you just don't want to listen to me. Yeah. I, I have different political leanings than you. No, you can't shut us. You know you. There's no discourse. There's no growth. I mean, come on. I, let me tell you, that's a five-star five review with everything that she said there. The one star is just her not liking that you don't like the same politician right. that she likes. It's so funny because I go after the left and the right in the book because everyone is responsible for this, you know? And that's the only thing she hears. It's just it's that, that, that partisan... Come on. It's ridiculous. You know what's funny is I always thought of you as an equal opportunity offender. You know, like you, you go That's after right. all sides. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. T terrific. Listen, just keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, you are the queen of comedic free speech. And if you just keep doing it uh, and, and others uh, others follow, it, it, it we'll break through this. But we got to we got to get by this. Uh, congratulations on the book. It, it, it's just terrific. You, all all your work. Just great. Uh, give us a website or a social media site if you can. Okay. So I'm at judygold.com, and you can buy my book there and look at my, um, you know, my gigs coming up. I'm doing Kung Pao Kosher Comedy and uh, for, for Christmas. Um, and I'm at Judy Gold on, on uh, social media, J-E-W-D-Y-G-M-L-D, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're the best. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank okay. you very much for being here, Judy. Thank you, Frank. Take care. Judy Gold, everyone. Yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. And that's an accurate, accurate depiction. And again, I, listen, regardless of what side of the aisle on, you know, she goes after everybody. She goes after the left pretty pretty good. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I kind of see her as an independent, to be honest with you. She really goes after the left. But forget about uh, politics when you uh, when you're you're talking about comedians and and entertainers i mean look you know if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to uh, you know everyone from uh, lebron james to jerry seinfeld to well actually jerry seinfeld doesn't usually give too many political uh, political opinions but uh, you know any of them judy gold for that matter and if you're gonna uh, get offended by one thing that they say i mean just uh, you know god it, just ease up you know, at this point, I mean, just uh, and just let everybody do what they uh, what they do, and uh, and say what they say, and we could we could have a right to uh, to disagree. By the way, uh, you know, I should say, you know, like people attack folks on the right, you know, and there's there's folks that hate Tom Selleck simply because he's uh, he, he's from the right, and which is just ridiculous if you think about it. Clint Eastwood, another one. Think of the the great career Clint Eastwood has had. I've heard so many people uh, say. Oh, I, I I can't stand him anymore. I like his work, but I, I can't stand. He's so far right. It's like uh, just come on, get get over yourselves. Uh, Clint Eastwood is a great talent, a, a super talent. Don't worry what his political beliefs are. Uh, as is Judy Gold, by the way, a multi award winner and multi Emmy award winner. And she did great work with the Rosie O'Donnell show and a great book, uh, 25 Questions for a Jewish Mother. Uh, but she, again, is the, the queen of comedic free speech. She's uh, she's banging the drum uh, about getting away from political correctness and all of that. Judy Gold's book, her latest, it's a must get. Yes, 
I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we are all in trouble. And true words have never been said. Frank McKay signing off. Judy Gold has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Matthias Giroux, and he's uh, just a, a super athlete, a uh, an unbelievable talent, and uh, he's got a uh, a documentary on him, and it's called Super Frenchie, and uh, it's 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 a must watch for everyone, and he again has a unique talent. Uh, on skis, and he's he can do anything on skis, this man. Uh, but Matthias, how are you? I'm doing great, and you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing great, and I, I'll tell you what, uh, you've got to be excited. You're getting rave reviews. Anybody that's checked it out early uh, and seen it, uh, give us a little overview of the documentary. Uh, well, um, Super Frenchy uh, has been my nickname since I moved to the U.S. It just stuck around somehow. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> funny nickname. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it's a movie that was made by Chase Ogden, and uh, it's it's a biopic. It's a 77-minute movie on my whole life as um, not only uh, extreme athletes, even though that's not a terminology that I necessarily enjoy, but as, as a, a professional skier and base jumper, base jumping is jumping up, um, you know, tall objects with the, with the parachutes. And I'm, I've made a name for myself more by combining both of these sports. So I ski down a steep mountain, jump off a five or six hundred cliff, open a parachute, and then fly away. And so this this whole movie documents my, you know, my childhood, my journey as an athlete, but then later on also you know, falling in love and becoming uh, becoming a, a father, and and really uh, being at the you know the junction where you are trying to be fulfilled and and pursue your goals as an individual while still being there for your loved ones. So it shows um, the journey into combining all these uh, existential pillars of my life. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this, and and again, I mean that's a that's a nice overview, but it's uh, it, it's also you know, nice to be uh, recognized enough to to be a subject of a documentary. Uh, how much different do you feel now that it's out, now that you've seen it, than prior? And you know, I, I have to imagine it's a different feeling. Well, it it took eleven years to film the movie, right? Oh wow! So the feelings that I had when we started filming this movie, I was thirty four. And, you know, when we finished it, um, we truly got the last shots in 2019. And then, you know, it took a while to finish the movie. And then we were on the heavy film festival circuit. And then now finally we were able to release that movie. So we filmed that from 24 to 35. So the the evolution of the skier and a person was, you know, um, was pretty drastic. At first, I was kind of, you know, coming out of the free ride circuit, doing a lot of ski competitions and, 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 
trying to establish myself as a skier. Then throughout the movie, I'm establishing myself and at the end, I'm reaching my, my bigger goals and the, the apogee of my life as a skier. So uh, now that I look back, you know, when I see the movie, it, it's, it's, it's um, really um, fulfilling to see your whole life condensed in 77 minutes and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, we did all these things and that's, that's really cool. But at, at the same time, it's also, you're putting it all out there. You know, you're showing your your human side you know we are trying to break down the cliche of the adrenaline junkie and the action sport athletes that that looks almost bigger than life and death and this is no it's about the movie about showing your 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 existential journey and and you know yeah dealing with life dealing with death dealing with parenthood while still dealing with fulfillment and i i hope this movie can create a connection with the audience because it starts as a movie about skiing and jumping, but it ends up being pretty much a movie about life in general. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, listen, it, it, quite a bit there. I, and I was careful not to just say base jumper in the introduction because I think that that oversimplifies what you do. Uh, yes, you know, a base jumper, and yes, you could categorize extreme sports or whatever. But it, you know, you went from being you know a, a, an well, an extraordinary athlete as a skier to uh, to really making a a leap, and I'm no pun intended there, uh, to uh, to a whole different form of of sport. And I mean, at at some point, you you sat down and you said, "Okay, this is a decision I'm making." I mean, what is a was it a fluid decision? Was it a was it a difficult decision? Did you just kind of, kind of roll with the punches and end up there? But w- when you made the decision to become primarily a base jumper, um, as opposed to a downhill skier or a racer uh, or whatever, what was the what was the process? Was it smooth or was it uh, was it clumsy? Well, it was it was difficult because I was not predestined to be a skier. My mother's Dutch, my dad is from Southwest of France, and I was born in Normandy, far away from the mountains. But I was lucky to start skiing just on vacation when I was 18 months old as a kid, and and right there, obviously, I can't even remember. But I, you know, I was hooked from the first time, and so I was really lucky to be pretty much born with a passion. And then I had to really, you know, self-actualize at an early age and make it happen. I knew I wanted to uh, to ski base jump, combine all the mountain disciplines at the age of nine, but I was able to. Then you know, compete through through the ski school as a tourist, and then qualify for national championships, and be accepted by a ski team, and then enter a ski academy in the Alps. So I had to really go through all every single level to become a mountain kid by adoption, because I wasn't a mountain kid by birth. Yeah. So it was really a journey of self-actualization from an early age. And uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it's, it, it was it was definitely tumultuous, but uh, but extremely fulfilling in the end for sure. And now I'm in the privileged position where I can I'm not only just a skier, not only a base jumper. I've been able to become a multifaceted, multi-sports mountain athlete in general. Yeah, Matthias. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look back and be very proud of what uh, what you've done and what you continue to do. I, I'm thinking about the 11 years it took to shoot the film, and and thinking how many people, how many of your colleagues, how many of your contemporaries would uh, w- would be asking, "Hey, make sure Matthias, make sure you get me in that film." I, I'm sure you heard a lot of that, right? Where people wanted to be included in what uh, what you're doing over 11 years. How many times did somebody walk up to you and uh, and insist themselves to be in the film. 
Uh, well, you know, actually, I haven't had anybody really pressed to be in it. Um, wow. I think it's a, a lot of it, it was just it was just a natural flow and evolution. It was very respectful. And a lot of people, you know, you're, you're, you're connected through jumping and skiing. You're part of each other's lives. And so it just kind of naturally people found a place in that movie, you know. And, uh, and, and, and so I have some, very, some people that are very dear to me in that movie. And it's also... You know, most importantly, it's a, it's a movie that allows me to to honor the, the the people that have helped me along the way because you you can't go on a big on a big journey on a big quest without having mentors and people helping you and giving you high fives along the way. So, I think it's yeah, it's a movie about um, honoring your passions and honoring people that have helped me along the way. Matthias, not only congratulations on the film, but on on a wonderful career and life, a fascinating life, and uh, like you said, seventy something minutes to sum up a life is uh, is it sounds like a difficult thing, but uh, congratulations on all of that. Uh, if you can, before you leave, uh, l- let us know where we could follow you. Certainly, where is the best place to see the film, and uh, if you have any social media or a website, please let us know. Absolutely. So my social media is at Super Frenchie Official on Instagram, Super Frenchie Official on Facebook. My website is superfrenchie.com. For the movie, it is superfrenchiemovie.com. If you want to watch it in the theaters, we have a limited theatrical release throughout the country. So click on Get Tickets and you'll see all the theaters where you can see it. If it is not playing near where you live, click on Watch at Home and it will bring you to every single platform where you can stream the movie on. It will be on every major platform from iTunes to Amazon to to whatever. So, um, yeah, this week you can uh, watch it from the comfort of your house and kick back on the couch and hopefully be empowered to uh, to live by your own standard as well. So this is what I hope the movie can achieve. <laughs> Matthias, once again, congratulations and thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. Have a great day. <laughs> Matthias Giroux, everyone, a, a, a unique athlete, a special talent. And, and again, I, you know, I, I hate to say base jumper because he's so much more than that. And he is a just uh, well, super Frenchy, I guess, <laughs> sums it up in a in, in a glib way. It's it's his it's his moniker. It's his uh, nickname. Uh, Matthias Giroux is uh, is the the subject of an 11 year in the process documentary. I mean just imagine that. I'm sure there are gaps in between. I don't want to ask him. I was thinking about asking well how how long a gap and, and take up uh, 4 or 5 minutes uh, you know figuring out where there are gaps, but I'm sure it's uh, there were there were times where they just uh, completely stopped when you're talking about 11 years in, in document. I've been involved in so many documentaries. You can make them so quickly. And uh, sometimes you hear about uh, these these films taking forever. And, and, you know, you get it. But Super Frenchie is upon us. Uh, Matthias Giraud. It's got a unique spelling. It's French, and it's uh, not my best language. G- I think it's G-I-R-A-U-R-D, but it's pronounced Giro, and Super Frenchy is the name of the film. He's a, a base jumper. Uh, he's, uh, you know, look, it, it, you can't get away from it. It's extreme sports, but he is absolutely incredible at what he does. And uh, in, interesting life. Check, uh, check out the film. And again, Matthias Giroux has been our very special guest. Check out the film. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.